You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, it's a Bud Light Football Friday on 710 ESPN, getting you pumped up for what's on tap for NFL Championship Sunday, presented by Bud Light. Make Bud Light your game day beer. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy, must be 21 or, 21 or older. Please enjoy responsibly. Um, fantastic game set up this weekend. The Niners and the Eagles will be at noon. Cincinnati in Kansas City at 3.30. want to welcome in Kirk Morrison. Kirk, uh, first off, let me start with this. Um you know, I was told this morning that it's you and DeMarco Farr in pickleball. Oh, yeah. Can you kind of – I don't know what your pickleball game is. I don't know if you have a history with pickleball. What what's what should we expect from two former NFL players? You know what? Um, honestly, I'm still waiting to see that because I haven't went into training camp yet. Yep. So I'm going to go uh, okay. into training camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going into full-on pickleball training camp. And so we're going to work this thing on out. So we're going to pull deep down into our old athletic uh, backgrounds and, and try to figure this thing out. Um, I'm going to be you know, researching, doing my tape as well. We're going to have a little breakdown. But I think we can be successful in this tournament. I look forward to working with DeMarco as always. But I think this is something that um, we're, we're, you know, we're kind of like, I guess we're the Bengals. This mm. weekend, we're, we're like underdogs when it comes to pickleball. So, even though we are former athletes, I feel like we're underdogs when what it comes to pickleball. Are you, I, I was going to say, are you listening answer. to his tone? I'm excited to polished, work with him. Polished Dude, we're going to here. a country club to crank pickleballs and drink beer. We're not going to work together. This isn't Sean McVay's <laughs> offense. Okay, but uh, how were you in the softball game? You were. We were I was there. Okay, so this, is what, this is what I was going to bring up. So, this is what I was going to say, Kirk. My main concern in the softball game was nobody getting hurt. Pickleball, my concern has increased, sir. There are more cuts on a harder surface with rackets, with more rackets involved. Where's your injury concern level here, Kirk? Uh, there will be some business decisions that go down. You know, <laughs> I mean, like I said, I'm all I can do as much yoga and uh, Pilates as I can up until, you know, that March date. So for right now, you, you got to just kind of have to make some business decisions when it comes to you know, how low that ball can get to the ground. I'm not trying to pull a hamstring and be out much, uh, you know, six to eight weeks or anything like that. That's what so, I'm saying. You know, I, I, won't, I won't give up any of uh, our weaknesses, but <laughs> definitely just know that there may be a couple of you like, ah. Oh, I could already that. tell. They're, you guys are going to be a problem. I could already tell. They're two former I, athletes. I told you, I mean, you know, my theory Kirk is that in, anybody Kirk... who signs up for a pickleball tournament mm-hmm. who is otherwise not doing anything and has no reason to be there is probably pretty good at pickleball. The field is going to be right. strong. Oh, this is their Super Bowl. Yeah, this the is field is going to be strong. All right, Kirk, um, I, I want to start off here with the Cincy-Kansas City game. Um, yeah. It doesn't, at least it looks like it's trending a little bit better that Patrick Mahomes, that high ankle sprain, um, maybe better than we thought a couple days ago. But Cincinnati walked into Buffalo, no problem. Um, handled the uh, Buffalo Bills on the road, pretty much had a two-score game the entire time. Um, kind of give me your thoughts on this game. It's the later game. I think it's a fascinating storyline. The Cincinnati looks great. Joe Burrow looks great. What what's your thoughts on uh, on that matchup on Sunday? 
Uh, I think to me that's uh, it's a, a, a truly fun matchup to watch to uh, to just kind of witness the, what Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals have been doing. I think that last year we thought it was a one year one one hit wonder uh, that they would kind of come back down to reality, and yet they've been one of the best teams in football, especially. Uh, since October. They haven't lost a game since Halloween. Just kind of put that out there for everybody to listen to that. Think about how long Halloween was. Mm. And yet they have not lost a game since then. They've had to endure everything that happened in the game with the Buffalo Bills prior that was canceled. And they've just had this mentality of everyone's been worried about Buffalo. Nobody's been worried about us. Like neutral site games and all that different stuff and coin flips. And it was like, we're a really good football team and we can't wait to prove it. And so I think it's going to be fascinating, right? You put up Joe Burrow, you put up Patrick Mahomes, these two guys going head-to-head. 0-3 right now is what Patrick Mahomes going up against Joe Burrow. And it's funny to see uh, the the, uh, Bengals players calling uh, Arrowhead Burrowhead because (laughs) of the dominance of Joe Burrow um, against the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm excited to see this matchup. I think it's going to be a fun one. And I think either or – I mean, when you really break it down to the final four teams all together, you're, you're kind of like not shocked. Like if I said, hey, the Bengals and the the, the Chiefs are probably playing for a conference championship, you're like, oh, yeah, they did that last year. So right. we're seeing a rematch of last year's game, and that's what I think makes it so fun. It does appear to be the best four teams in, you know, they're, well, the best two teams in each respective conference facing off. But I want to stick with the Bengals and the Chiefs because – you mentioned that element last year, Kirk, of people thought that the Bengals got kind of lucky and they kind of put it, put together some games that nobody thought they were going to do. But from your standpoint, as somebody that you know looks at things as a professional, how much Burrow, has, how much better has Burrow actually gotten from last year? Because it seems to me that you know, sure, you just keep it rolling, but they're beating teams now, and it's, they're expecting it even more than they were last year. So he's improved in what ways have you been able to see? I think he's improved in. I think experience of knowing what needs to be done, uh, staying even keel, not allowing the emotions uh, outside the lines to uh, get in, in your way. Mm. I think it's about what you do on the field. I thought I saw that last week from Joe Burrow uh, by some of his throws in the pregame. Right Here he is in the biggest game, a divisional game against Buffalo on the road, and yet he's throwing no-look fade routes on the outside during pregame. <laughs> so I think that you know, he has truly been Joe Cool, and that's the experience that you go into this, is that just go have fun, utilize your playmakers, utilize the your scheme, your, your weapons on the outside, and he had an outstanding defense as well. I think that's what I've seen is that it doesn't have to fall squarely on his shoulders. Just be yourself, and that's what Joe Burrow has been doing, and we've seen it the last four seasons. That's right. I'm dating even back to when he was in college at LSU. Sure. Is that he's throwing the ball to Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and those guys, and he trusts his players. I think that's where he's gotten better at this year is doing it even more so than he's already done. Uh, Kirk Morrison taking some time here to join us on the Travis and Sleeva Show. So, Kirk, just to <clears throat> wrap up this matchup here real quick, you got to pick one of the squads. Who are you picking on Sunday? I'm still leaning on Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati has – they have the, the Chiefs number. Uh, I really do. They, they go into Arrowhead, and they are unafraid. Trust me. They are going in with a, on a mission to win the football game. I think last year uh, – I think in the fourth quarter, right, in the, in the matchups between the Chiefs uh, or Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, the Bengals have outscored the Chiefs 26-6 to in the fourth quarter. That mm-hmm. number to me is staggering. That is what I see this game coming down to is fourth quarter execution. 
And I believe that the the, the Bengals and the way that they play is going to edge it out. The only X factor I have is Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco for the Kansas City Chiefs. And he, he has a monster game on the ground. That's something that the Chiefs didn't have last year. That's the way I can see the game changing. But if that doesn't happen, I'm going with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. No, I wish I had uh, Kirk on Wednesday before I made my NFL picks, but we'll, uh, uh, we'll yeah, put that, that aside here real quick. Bad. Um, Kirk, um, Brock Purdy for the 49ers. The yeah. last pick in the 2022 draft has not lost a game yet in the playoffs, or has not lost a game yet, period, and also obviously yeah. has had some success here in the playoffs. Um you, you think this ends for him? What I mean, what I'm referring to there, um, I don't think we're talking, and I certainly haven't talked enough about the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they had the best record in the NFC. Um, Jalen Hurts was fantastic this year. Yes, he did miss some games, but I feel like there's there hasn't been enough noise about the Philadelphia Eagles, and, and Purdy has been, it's a remarkable story. Does this end this weekend for the 49ers, or you think he does it again and they get they get to the Super Bowl? I think Alan, we're we're uh, we're on the West Coast, we're in Los Angeles, right? So you're not going to hear a lot of noise about Philadelphia. But if we go to that uh, that East Coast, that Eastern Time Zone over there in Philadelphia, New York, and all of that, are they talking Eagles? Are they talking Eagles a lot. And I think what it comes down to is this: uh, I, you've mentioned Purdy, you've mentioned Hertz, and you've mentioned a lot of the offensive players, but yet we're not talking about what the, what the game is going to come down to, number one versus number two. And I'm talking about the number one defense in the NFL in the 49ers, the number two defense in the, in the, in the NFL in the Philadelphia Eagles. That's what it comes down to. These two defenses are really going to come down and which one is able to kind of impose their will on the opposing team's offense which quarterback is going to be able to break through. So I feel bad for Purdy if he doesn't break through because he's going against a, a really stout defense. And the same thing with Jalen Hurts. I think that we're going to try to put, obviously, the blame on the quarterback, whichever team that loses. But yet, when you think about the two of the best defenses in the National Football League, that should be the storyline going in. And that's what I'm going to hold it to because if this is going to be a low-scoring game. I really believe that. But if I had... Um, and if, if you're asking me for my pick, I'm still going with the Eagles. They're playing at home. Um, I just think Jalen Hurts learned a lot last year in that early exit to the Buccaneers uh, in his first trip to the playoffs last year. That, that to me, was uh, something that he's he's kind of his whole offseason in this season is something that he's built on. And that's the reason why I think that the Philadelphia Eagles get it done. Well, let me ask you this, and I don't want to, I don't want to jam you up here, but let's just say both of your picks are incorrect. Or wrong. what conference do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Like right now, if you look at these four teams that are in the setup, which conference do you think is more likely to win the Super Bowl? Wow, that's a tough. One. I think because why you got to jam them up like that? Hey, man, no, listen, bro, this is what I do. All right, I got the hard hitting questions, Sleeva. I'm messing around, Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, honestly, that's a good question only because I feel like right now I'm leaning towards a Bengals-Eagles Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And if I had a chance to pick one, I would have to lean on the Philadelphia Eagles. I felt wow. like I feel like they've done they've done more this year, and they've really to to Slee's point, they've been kind of fairly underrated because we kept talking about Cowboys and what the Giants were doing in that division and how the Forty ers and Brock Purdy, and yet 
we know we don't talk Jalen Hurts and his ascension this year. We're, and to me, getting the MVP votes that he most definitely deserves. And I talk about this defense that they have. And I feel like they've added a couple of players, too. they got some Los Angeles Rams flavor in there. You know, people mm. forget Indomitian Sue is on his defensive line. Robert Quinn, another former Ram, on that defensive line. They went out and added pieces quietly that, to me, helps them and gives them that experience down the stretch that they can lean on. And that's why I think that they'll be hoisting a Lombardi this year. Um, Kirk, uh, Rams hired Mike LaFleur as McVay's offensive coordinator. H- how do you feel about that? Uh, it's it's the flavor of the year, right? Every year, McVay's hiring a new offensive coordinator. So um, this one just happens to be Mike, who's the brother of Matt LaFleur, who once was a coach on the Rams staff, not currently the Green Bay Packers head coach. Um, I think it's a good hire. And the reason why is because he speaks the same language as Sean McVay, uh, Mike LaFleur does. Um, he's just in a tough situation in New York with a young quarterback, and you got to make a change. Now, I don't know if Nathaniel Hackett is the biggest upgrade who now <laughs> takes over the in, with the New York Jets, but, yeah, I think uh, Mike LaFleur, look, a lot of people were really high on Mike. Mike. Mike's a good coach. He really is. But it was just a tough situation trying to break in a, a young quarterback. And, you know, we saw here in Los Angeles in the beginning with Jared Goff, and then Sean McVay comes in and changes things around. So, I think it'll be a bit different next season with Mike working with uh, Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay. I think he'll have much better results. Kirk, I watched a three-hour movie yesterday. Would you ever walk into a three-hour movie, or are you out before even knowing any of the details? Yeah, I'm just not doing three hours. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let me know when no it comes hesitation. out on Netflix. Yeah, just let me I'm know when you. it comes out on Netflix or Hulu, whatever, you know, Disney+. Plus. You know, you tell me. I'm I'll just not posted. doing three hours. Three, three hours in Los Angeles. Now, if it may be a summer day and it was hot and I just had time to kill, but yep. I mean, honestly, who still goes to the movies? Sleep and Emily. Go. No, I still go. You guys, you guys don't you go to really? theaters? I went to, I like well, that's not true. I, I did go to a movie that. earlier this week, but that's because somebody I knew was in the movie. That's mm-hmm. why I went to support. Yeah. You don't like, like the uh, kind of ex- like, the movie theater experience? I like that. I, we can talk I mean, about this later. I just go for my, like, I, honestly, I go for my kids more so because they want to see the movies. But like for my own personal movies, uh, yeah, I, I, I pass right now. You know. Have you seen Puss in Boots? Seen... <laughs> I did. Yes, I have seen Puss in Boots. Yes, I did. Did you see, see the it. new one that's coming out? Apparently, it's doing great in the movies. It's doing no. I saw the new one. I've done the. We we actually watched it. That was the good thing about the rainstorms of Los Angeles. So I will take that back, Slee. When it's extreme heat or the rainstorms that we have, yes. Pack up the theater. I will pack go it up. A movie. Yeah. Go see Puss in Boots. The I mean, how, how do we not have a weekly yeah. kids movie segment with Kirk? How does that not happen? Yeah, that should be happening. I mean, what are we, exactly. what are we doing? He sees them all, clearly. Hey, Kirk. Uh, I clearly see them all. So I did see Puss in Boots. It was actually really good. Though. I was surprised about the, the cat with nine lives. So always these great little storylines that, that, that go along with. I saw the DC superhero pets. I've seen all of them. But that, yes, I go to movies with my kids, not my own personal movie choices. Kirk, I apologize that NFL got in the way of pickleball, three-hour <laughs> movies, all that stuff. But, uh, my man, we appreciate you taking the time, all right? Thanks, Kirk. Man, always. Clint, Slee, always a pleasure. All right, that's Kirk Morrison right there. Um, okay, let, let's throw this out there. It's actually a good conversation to have. 
Well, we still got some pickleball stuff to discuss. Yeah, well, so because we, we got we got plenty ball. on that. Plenty on I love that. His, I love his answers too. That was that. <laughs> he not, said, he was like Belichick out there to working with Demarco. I, I mean, I'm those like, were the most working. polished answers <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Here? Yeah, I'm planning on popping a couple pops and hitting a couple balls and wearing a tank top. That's what I'm looking forward to. I Bengals are back in the super, or Bengals have a chance to get back in yeah. the Super Bowl. The Rams obviously are well into the offseason, maybe in Cancun right now. What happened to these two squads? We'll do it all coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com okay so you don't have anyone yet for pickleball right so i put up a poll in uh put up a poll put up a poll on twitter because mario ruiz who played shortstop on our team yeah team cappy the losers of the uh 2022 espn 710 all-star game uh, well, he said was taking walks uh yeah well <laughs> we were we, we, we wanted being prepared you lose! Right. We're all losers here besides Taylor, I guess, because we were all in the It's fine game. by me. Nobody uh, got hurt except for Cap, who I specifically asked not to get Taylor hurt. Taylor should have been called And he ended up being the one that okay. lost us the game, but that's another story. I know, but I wasn't. <laughs> it's true. He I asked if I wanted to be on his team, but of course, Beto and I had a sort of a tacit agreement that we would be teammates, so I've got to make a pick on that. I think I'm going to make a pick on that by the end of the day. Oh, well, this is big news. Okay. So there's breaking some breaking news, news for the pickleball. Presented by Valvoline. We'll get to that in the dump. How about that? Fun Pres- fact. <laughs> end of the day, we'll know about <laughs> <laughs> So by the end of the day, I'll be making that selection. But uh, I'm looking forward to that. Berg, are you, have you decided are you playing? who you're yeah, of playing I'm with? Playing. Okay. Are you and Jorge yeah, or no? I, I, the last I heard, it was me and Jorge. I don't okay. know. One time I asked Jorge, so it's going to be me and you. And he goes, do I have to? Uh, so you know, like, so I might have. Start. So you might want to add me onto that part too, Clint. If you want to have three people there, you can have three choices on your poll. I wouldn't be but against no. <laughs> having three person teams because that way you can sub somebody in and out. I don't think that's actually no, the worst I, idea I think, in the world. To be I, quite honest, I'm but. pretty sure it's me and Jorge because we're sticking this show. Yeah, okay, show stick all right. You should have heard Kirk's answers. Like, oh, Kirk, oh, I heard, what oh, do you I think heard. of the pickleball? Kirk's I like, heard it. Kirk he was, was like, first he, off, I just want to thank everybody <laughs> for the opportunity to speak. Um, I want to thank the man above. Yeah. <laughs> I want to thank the man above. I'm like, Kirk, just tell me. What Both teams mean? played hard, my man. <laughs> I will be wearing a tank top. I will yeah. be wearing uh, sweatshorts, and mm-hmm. uh, I will be having a good time. Fun yeah. fact. Sweatshorts and uh, tank top. That's pretty much what I wear on Saturdays anyway. So, <laughs> not I, switching I, up I, the game plan. I think we could get this in right now. Can you tell us what's going on this weekend? What's you have happening? A little bit of a dilemma. What's okay, happening? So I do. Weekend. It is. This is a very big dilemma for me. So, um, I didn't go to my ten year reunion. I was in Hawaii with uh, where, where my daughter was being born. Right. So I didn't go to. It. Now it's the twenty year reunion is already. But yeah. go ahead. No, sure. no, no, no. The, the twenty year reunion was two years ago, and you know there was a whole pandemic, and the world ended, and we weren't able to do anything. So now. 
now somebody within the school decided to put together a 20 plus 2 reunion on Saturday. That's cute. So it's a 22 year a, reunion. A 22 okay. re- it's year It's effectively reunion. the 20 year reunion. Yeah, it's exactly. Right. But that's typically done by the president and the vice president of, you know, of your class, right? I, guess. I did not I, know did, that. I didn't that's I did news to me. That's that's me. typically yep. they're the ones that put it together the 10 year the So that years. still holds even 22 years later. I don't know the I don't care. Okay. All right. But why is that but yeah, why does that matter? That matters because that's the biggest part of this whole thing of why it's It's, it's going to get to the root out. of the issue yes. here. That's part because here. they're supposed to do it. So somebody within the class who I was friends with, um, he put together he said, "I'm not going to call anybody out. We did we failed by not having our 20-year reunion." Sure. I'm going to I'm not going to name any names, but name their names and then <laughs> said, "I we're I'm putting this together that's at pretty on, funny, by on way. Saturday." Wait a second. What was the failure? There was a global pandemic. <laughs> How is somebody supposed to make up for that without? Here's the thing: yeah. like I'm, I was, I don't I mean, understand. You know, I'm friends with everybody from the class for the most part, or kind of. But then there was, but I was very, very good friends with the president, and the vice president, and, right. and their spouses. Okay, so they're some of my very best friends, and they kind of, you know, put them off just a little bit. So now I have to choose between: do I go to this? Or do I stand, kind of stand in solidarity with them? <laughs> because they're my friends. Be they don't. They don't. Is this, is hold, this on, not, hold on. Hold is on. Hold on. Hold on. Literally, as if we're still in high school. I, this is exactly worse is. than high school. Yeah. Because at the very least, like I mean, you're telling I talk me, to them way more. I've ne- I haven't seen these people in twenty. And years. they, they, the president and vice president of when you were in high school. Are boycotting? Well, no, they're not boycotting. So one lives on the East Coast, so she's not going to fly back here. And the other one, it has another event that they have to go to uh, that just doesn't. Oh, coincide. that's convenient. So they're both they just, just have, they're soft. Yeah, I, I don't no, think no, no, they no, want to come because they're not they're not heading up this twenty two I mean, year it, anniversary. It, it may have put them. They would have gone if they were here. I still I okay. think they would have. Okay, gone. let me let me let me, quickly let me yeah. say two things. I had no idea about this class president vice president situation. I, I think that's so. What it that is. alone that's what I would is kind was. of putting me off as to the legitimacy of that argument. Like, wh- who cares? I don't understand. Well, that's the thing. Like, and also it's twenty years. Like, you yeah. know, go to a, go to a park and have your kids come. That seems really odd that there would this would be viewed as somehow anti two specific people when the purpose is to get the whole grade together. How many people were in the grade graduating? Uh probably like five hundred, four, three, somewhere around there. Okay, I, don't know. I was going over with some friends last night, and so, they were yeah. naming people, and I was like, "Did I go to this high school?" Bro, it's been 20 plus years. Right. Okay, so let, let me just say this. Did you ever go to any of your reunions? Yeah, but I went oh. to a much smaller school. So, okay. like, so I, I but went, by the way, one, one second. Like, they. I forgot I was going to get. Go ahead. <laughs> nice one. When it comes back. Nice one. When it comes back. Corporate Craig with a slam dunk right there. I had okay, something so, else there. And I totally just. I gone. went to 10 year reunion. Yeah. Okay? 10 year. And after oh, the 10 year reunion being there, I was like, okay, cool. So I will not be going to any more reunions. It has nothing to do with anybody. It's it's just it was like it's a weird social event. It was very weird. Social and media was, has killed the purpose of the. There were the there 10. were a couple there were a couple of people that I was like, man, it's really good to see him or really good to see her. But ninety five percent, it's like okay, this was people are still actually a- acting the same way as if we were in high school trying to be cool. Like, what the hell are we doing? But that was. <laughs> The twenty didn't come up same same thing because of COVID. I graduated in two thousand, right? So twenty twenty would have been our twenty. So that didn't happen. One thousand percent. If somebody's trying to put some together right now, saying, "Hey, let's do this," because we didn't do it, I'm not in. I think it no, means out. I think it means something to other people. It just doesn't mean anything to me. I so think you, you should go. go. You think I should go? I think you should go because 
and I'm not going to say, I don't want to sound too weird about this, but like based on how you're talking about the interaction between the people in your class, like if for no other reason than you don't want the next time for anybody, you, for you to see any of these people to be a funeral, like go. Okay. You know I, what I'm I saying? Like because I like, like that. that's, that's where the 20 plus thing becomes like, you're not seeing these people for any reason you at all. Not. Well, you know he didn't absolutely. go to 10. He didn't go but to 10. But 10 is a, it's a different point in life. You know but what I'm saying? Go. A lot of people I, I, actually got change. together at the 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. like you might want to be there, you know? Yeah. So I'm just mean like, it's not about after a certain point. It's not about showing up and stunting on anybody. It's not wow. about anything like that. You're just like, hey, might not get the chance. You know what I mean? That's to run into true. any of you all so, again in life. This is the other part of all this is that I'm from here. I'm from Los Angeles. Right, not right. Very far from these studios. There very well could be somebody listening that is going to be there on Saturday right now. Okay. So I just like hearing me say all this stuff. That's little, fine. That's You're Greg Bergman. <laughs> you kidding me? I think that You're was corporate be, Greg. You better walk yeah. in there in a 710 head to toe oh, hat with Keyshawn but that's and the a high microphone. No. no full Morales. That's the high school scene. part. That's the high Don't school do part that, that yeah, makes I'm it so high school. Is when you say somebody could be listening and they might get this, and the vice president, the president might get angry in my head. Don't name names, but I mean, like, yeah, this is your job. Sorry, as as Julian would say, sorry about about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You talk about your life. Like, I think you should go because you just never know who you're going to see. I actually like that. If you had something better to genuinely do, that's different. But like, yeah, man, that's the thing. You just don't know when you're going to run into somebody. What time is it at the pandemic? Uh. Six or seven. Oh, it's an after like dark that. function. There's yeah, a. It's, it's at a bar. Okay. Ba- Babylon right. is playing at six <laughs> thirty. Get out there until nine forty five. Like, Listen, guys. I and got, then you could go after. I got. I, mean, I got a movie date. I have no date. idea what time it is. Actually, I got a movie sorry. date. It's only know. three hours long. Right. Um. Uh. We got Factor Cap coming up next, but okay. I want to bring this up at forty five, eleven forty five here. So ESPN did their rankings of best lineups in baseball. Okay. Where they put the Dodgers, where they put some other teams in the NL West, make for an interesting conversation. Sure. Do all that coming up next. But uh, coming up next right now is Factor Cap. Stay right here. Travis and Sliwa on 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
loved the playmaking splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 percent alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely hey guys speaking of reunions you made us this cool thing that's like it's called young alumni reunion so like the first five years out, they throw this big party on uh, homecoming weekend, and you go, and it's fun because like the first five years out, you still have friends that might be still there, and so it's like it's kind of, and you might still be on the East Coast, and I went to two of those, and then after that pandemic, and so you're forgetting I was at that at UVA this yes. actual year. Mm. Yes, yes, you were I, at that. I, I attended. Yes, that. not that I'm a UVA alum or anything yeah. like that, but you, you crash fun. alumni. You I crash, crash alumni a lot of parties. Stuff. I mean, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> Membership have, has its privileges. I mean, what are we talking about here? Yeah, no, we call it YAR. YAR and us fun. Okay, so um, I saw this uh, TikTok. So there's a kind of genre of TikTok, which is just like, um, <laughs> it's like realtors in like New York City, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, like giving tours in the t- TikTok and be like, this is the place you could own. And sometimes I kind of like to watch it to see like what other cities have. And also like, mm-hmm. I could never afford that. So this one though, <laughs> at the end of it, it was like this view is great, and the view is a cemetery. It's like you go out of this this uh, this okay. apartment, and the view <laughs> off the balcony is a cemetery, and then the rest of the apartment looks gorgeous. So you would never live next to a cemetery, Alan Fettercap. Uh, fact for me, and I'm sure the place did look gorgeous because if you're going to have a view of a cemetery, the inside actually better look good. <laughs> I, I got it's actually kind of a funny story. So a cousin of mine recently. Um, moved and he moved into this place in Mission Valley down in San Diego and he's like hey you got to come by it's a it's a great area and it is and the place is really nice and the the whole like there's a lot of really cool features centrally located the whole thing I notice stuff like this man you look out his window I think he's on the third floor and you look out now you could look over everything else and say oh wow look is that is that Riverwalk Golf Course I think that's what it's called right whatever it is but you know what I noticed all the dumpsters are like right down on the same, you know, he's on the third level, so on the bottom level and kind of pushed to the corner. So I see the dumpsters there. I notice stuff like that. So no, I would not live next to a cemetery. But even in this guy's place, I don't, I, I you know, seeing out your window and seeing something that you want to see is important. I, I agree with that part. That's, that's the main thing is that if you don't like it, you don't like it. But I mean, I can think of worse things than cemeteries to look out at every single time I look out at my window. Dumpsters might actually be one of them, Slee. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking back to the school the, my, where my elementary school was. It was in Georgetown in D.C., which is one of the nicest neighborhoods in the city. They got sweet-looking cemeteries. Like, if you live near there, you've probably got a pretty nice house. Like, it's not – they're not necessarily adding up. And now, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm trying to think of if I've seen any cemeteries since I've moved to California, and I don't know that I have. Like, it's it, it's different depending on what kind there's of place the fa- you're in. The, the, there's the famous Hollywood Cemetery here. Right, but I so mean, like, there, there I, was, don't, there I don't was, know that I've ever been in somebody's place and thought, oh, well, that's near that cemetery. That I'll hasn't tell you, gotten close. growing up, there was uh, a friend of mine in El Cajon, not far, you know, neighborhood, mm-hmm. whatever it is. They had a beautiful home. And in the backyard, it was all just grass. They had, like, a lot of land. They had some trees, this and that. Then they had a wall that they had built. Over that wall was a cemetery. Yeah. But it wasn't like 
every time you woke up in the morning and you open the blinds, there's so Ichabod cranes, <laughs> big old mausoleum, and you're like, what's going on? It wasn't at least that. Like it wasn't in your. You had to go out of your way to see it. If it's right. a cir- circumstance like that, I think it's okay. But. I also find graveyards relatively peaceful. Not like I was like yeah. hanging out in graveyards in high school, but like again, there's worse things you could have yeah. as far as visual vocabulary to be looking at outside of your window uh, but for sure. Ghosts, guys. Uh, holler at your boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love John would always say that every time there's the haunted, you know, th- there's certain hotels around the league where it's like players like, nope, not staying there. Right. And John would, John was welcoming him, welcoming him. He's like, when are they coming? They're never coming. Every, everybody's saying they're coming. Taylor? Fact, yeah, I would. Actually, uh, when I was, or my grandparents, when they were still alive, they lived on a, a pea farm in the boonies in southern Minnesota and you couldn't see a house for miles around but on the other side of the gravel road was a cemetery so we would just I mean the little kids would go out and just play you know not on the not on the gravestones or anything but just play around it I didn't think anything of it it's not that creepy to me they have like a over the line tournament it's like all right that that grave (laughs) over there I was gonna say start putting graves out in right field in Dodger Stadium you know Right. All right. So um, my sister, my old sister went to a uh, Penguins Capitals uh, hockey game last night. She oh, was yeah. telling me about how. Overtime after, skate. Yep. And then after afterwards, there was kids selling uh, Krispy Kreme donuts outside of the um, outside of the arena. And so she said she bought some. But you buy things from kids if they're selling something. Clinton, Patrick Cat. Uh, in the district outside of what used to be known as the Verizon Center? Absolutely not. Um, in other places, yes. Uh, let me see. What I often do if kids are selling me something is I will either just give them money and not take the product or I will ask them like what their, uh, like their cause handle is yep. and I'll like retweet it or something. That's what I'll do most often. Al? Um, fact, but I don't want to do it there. I want to do it like, uh, you know, this happens. You go to a grocery store and they got the Girl Scout cookies. They'll have it in front. Um, I will buy there. They'll knock on your door. I will buy there. I just can't really say no. But coming out of the arena, um, I don't need it there. Right. I don't that's need, what I'm saying. That's yeah, a timing that's, thing. That's, uh, that's, I won't do it there. I'm not grabbing a Krispy Kreme, even though every time I walk by the uh, the hot dogs, the bacon-wrapped hot dogs that I they mean, have here. I mean, those are hard to, hard to lay I off. But I walk by. Hard walk to by. lay off. Taylor? Fact, yeah, I think I would, but a kid's never asked me to buy anything. I don't think in my life. You're too tall. I don't think Bro, I'm approachable. You're, you're outside nicer. of there. You have yeah. to be nicer. You, know. <laughs> you can't hear them. They're like, hey, right. Mr. Yeah, and you're, you're, you're just in the clouds. You're a tall guy walking by. Do I look that Why mean? Why are you I don't intimidating know. everybody? Yeah, I don't know, you're sorry. very mean. All right, so my older, my, my younger sister. So I, I was low on factor caps today, so I texted my sister group chat. <laughs> yes. I was like, hey, guys, yes. what are some situations in life that are debatable to you? And they, they sent me some. So this is another one. An so aunt story coming next, <laughs> and an uncle. Right, and more right. UVA talk. Exactly. Yeah. So, so Maggie uh, says uh, she saw this TikTok where a woman shipped her clothes to Disney because it was cheaper than having it as a carry-on on Spirit Airlines. That's genius. Right. All right, so the, the factor cap is this is genius. Yes, Taylor, Patrick Cap. <laughs> Sorry. Not much to say in this one, but fact, yeah, it's a, it's a genius idea. Would you do it? Yeah, I think so. All right, Al? Um, yeah, I think I would do it. I'll go fact on this. I don't see any uh, negatives in this one. Like, no. I'm kind of, I'm kind of in support of doing it. it I mean, the only, like a- the only downside is that you risk losing them, but mm-hmm. that's just as much of a risk when you put it on the bottom of a plane, so. Right, exactly. Did uh did 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 Amanda do Factor Cap when she was here? Did you did you guys do no. it yesterday? No. Oh, actually, I don't know. Yesterday she was not on Factor Cap with us. No. Okay, because I have a specific Factor Cap for you guys, and I'm just gonna flip the script on here. So, I was listening. 
I was listening to, I can't remember if it was a promo or if it was whatever was happening. Okay. She was saying the word memoir in a very specific way. And I wanted to ask you guys, Factor Cap, if you know how a word is pronounced in like another language, okay. do you always say it like in that other language? Because she said memoir like four times. <laughs> and just, I was like, wow, she doesn't say any other words that way except for that one. It was impressive. But, like you say it with an accent? Are there any words like that that you, because you know what they sound like in another language, you cannot get away from them? You pointed at me. What do what you, what I don't know. Alan? Alan, you were like, you. Do you think well, I, I pointed. I pointed at you, as in, do you do that? As yes. in, you go first. Like, I, I, I always ask the long no, format no, no. questions in these things. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I think there are certain things that bring out accents, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I guess if, like, if I'm ordering something at a restaurant and I want to, and I, 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 I might say with an accent to try to not seem as. How do you say the word spelled R E N D E Z? V-O-U-S. Okay, so you... Yeah, rendezvous. But how would you say it? Rendezvous? Rendezvous. I mean, I'm just saying, like, there's certain words that people, like... Do you do it? I do it all the time. That's why I noticed it. I was like, wow, I didn't know Amanda spoke French. It was great. It was like, all of a sudden, there was just a whole other international flair to the broadcast. I don't do it. Um, I, I don't do it often enough, even if there's a way... But it's, it's kind of interesting. I just don't, like, think of doing it. I mm. just... But it's... it's it's Like, you don't say modelo. No. <laughs> No, <laughs> but that's but that's a perfect example. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes because some people are like, like that. Yeah, Ric- ricotta cheese. You don't say that. No, I do <laughs> not. But you're right. People a ricotta. Will go, yeah. People will come out of nowhere. The only time is when Emily and I try to pretend like we have New York accents. Oh, okay. do that. I'm but that's in. yeah. Right. Hey, hey. Come back. Yeah, slice. <laughs> and I literally yeah, wrote it down. Pie. I was like, wow, she said memoir. Like we're in a Paris, if you will. It was funny. <laughs> All right. So. uh and it, at my movie yesterday, I, I went by myself with a person in front of me. It was like a, a, a pair of girls looked like they were friends or whatever. And at one point in time, they, at the end of the movie, they uh, they brought up their cell phones. And so my the movie theater I go to can be kind of strict okay. about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So someone walked up and like an employee said, "Hey, can you put your cell phones away." Mm. Uh, and this was like. 15 minutes before the end of the movie. So the movie was nearly over. So, um, but got me thinking, someone texting through a movie is more annoying than someone talking through a movie. Alan, factor cap. Um, cap. Uh, talking would disturb me much more. Hmm. I'll tell you this. There's a way, if, if that person came to me and said, hey, I need you to put your phone away, I would respond, it's three hours long. Okay? <laughs> I need to make sure. Alan's ready to box. <laughs> They're just standing there I waiting need, to I do need, that? To, yeah. I need no, to so make like sure they, they life is still going in. on right. outside of these theaters. <laughs> right. well, how did this happen? Yeah. So so they have servers that come and like, like essentially there is someone like back there that yeah. like will look out and see if anybody's ordering something else or yep. see if they, because like at the draft house, you have to put up your paper or whatever to ask for an order. So it's there are employees that are kind of in the vicinity a majority of the time. They're so. almost more distracting than the phone. I was going to say, like at the know. draft house, okay, people me, are concerned me, about phones being out. And this happened yesterday too. God bless these workers. They're working their you-know-what off the whole thing, okay? At a movie theater, naturally, especially this theater. This theater, I mentioned it's IPIC, so they're going to come. They're going to ask, hey, can I get you something to drink, something to yeah. eat, whatever the case is. Naturally, in a theater, everything kind of comes down a little bit. Hey, can I help you with something? Hey, can I get you? Can I get you? Right. Whispers louder. Right. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This dude was so loud. I was embarrassed to order anything. Like he was like, really? yeah, he was just regular voice. Movie already started. Oh, what are you guys going to do? You going to get sparkling water? Can you guys want to wine? So I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow. I'm like, so my brother, just... I'm not at Outback. Okay. 
just just kind of t- take it down a notch. And he's the employee there, so I'm assuming in my head, like you know, you run into this all the time. People right. are doing stuff. He had a regular voice on. I was whispering to him, trying to like send him a message of let's bring it down a that's notch. It's like a sitcom movie scene, right? I mean, that's like a sitcom scene right there in a movie theater. Um, okay, as you all know, I'm a black American, so the general rules of engagement in theaters that I grew up with are a little different. People bother people talking in movies has never bothered me. That's that's not annoying. And also now that I'm a grand, a grown man, people having their phones out in movies doesn't bother me. You know why? Because I'm looking at the screen. Exactly. I'm not looking. The phone at what bothers me. Lo- the much next person, than- right? And so, like the the element of talking in the movie theater. Sure, if you're rambling on about whether or not you should be going to your high school reunion with some guy who played lacrosse on the team who you don't want to hang out with, that's one thing. If you got good bits going on about the movie in front of us, exactly. I'm here for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's movie I, related. It's it it it's it depends on the scenario. And so there's certain movies. For example, when I went to see um. Wakanda Forever. Bunch of black folks in the movie who were all very invested. You best believe we was all talking the entire time. And it was great. It added to the experience. So it depends on where you are, and it depends on what actually the type of movie is as oh, yeah, well. That's a totally. big part of it as well. Yeah, and I, I think it's... I'm someone who I like to maybe whisper with my friend next, next to me if I go with someone else. Like, I'm not like... I'm not going to be speaking in my full voice no, necessarily, right. but I think it's funny if you add a little color. Also, uh, Taylor? when I... Go ahead. My bad. I don't know. I think... Oh, it's like, always conflicted. For a, for a blockbuster like uh, like the Avengers or something, that's okay to talk in. But like if it's a, you know a quiet movie, something like that, you know, just just be quiet. Yeah, after well, some, don't, your phone don't away. order anything at my theater. And don't order anything because <laughs> they will they will talk you up. Well, that's why at my theater, that's why you write it down on a piece of paper what you mm-hmm. want. And you put it up, and then they just they take it, and then they go. This guy's like, let me tell you about the special today. <laughs> He's running down a whole list. I uh, I used to bring my kid brother to movies with me expressly for the purpose of talking to me because I couldn't keep up with all the characters the Marvel stories and I'm like I need you to tell me what's happening here scene to scene so I know he also snuck up on me to bring the bill just came out of nowhere oh yeah like I was just watching came out he's he, like I I like startled wow. he started me like just out of nowhere just just a hand coming towards me what the hell uh after, I, after all that he goes full stealth for the bill drop off okay so I mentioned this to you um it's an interesting off season for the Dodgers right yeah that it's it's not your uh typical Dodger offseason, where you're grabbing a big-time free agent, where you're, you look at the power rankings and it's, all right, who's second in the NL West? Um, the ESPN did this, and I know it's way too early, but this is what we always do. Um, best lineup in Major League Baseball. Dodgers weren't even in the top five. So we'll, we'll get into this coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, we, we hit a hit on a lot of stuff here. Have nothing to do with sports. No. I mean, the theater it's interaction. It's called a good show. The theater interaction is very interesting to me. You were just telling me, no, if you're going to a movie, you got to talk. Yeah. It's like the, having it's, conversations. It's, you know what it is to me? It's and not, I'm not a What, are you telling jokes or what? It's, well, I mean, it's not dissimilar to being, quite frankly, on press row sometimes. You got to talk. Like, sure, I'm not cheering. I'm not, like, openly involved. But, like, yeah, we're there to engage with the what we're looking at. Like, yeah. Okay, so. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the guy going for, I, first of all, I don't talk call. to anybody person other than people next to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, if people are next to me, sure. But like, I'm not going for like, theater yell zingers. That's mm-hmm. Bush League. There's no chance in hell that that's what I'm talking are, okay, about. Okay, how about this? Are people telling you, hey, can you keep it down a little bit? No. I don't go to movies with with folks like that where that's going to be a thing. Trust me. I can tell that before I walk through the door. Or or is it that you're also keeping in mind that, hey, I'm at a theater, so I'm also not going to be so loud talking to somebody else that I'm bothering others. The baseline level of what is considered bothering, I think, are just a two different Americas thing. Like, there's no world in which if I hear somebody talk, it's like, I don't know, it's... It's not dissimilar to like planes as well. Like, you know, you kind of know the limit. Like, all right, if you're with your buddy and you're getting drunk, like that's one thing, but we don't need you telling jokes to the entire plane. Like that's quite annoying. You know what I'm saying? And like, it just kind of depends on, but if you make friends and everybody in your group is kind of talking and everybody, it's like, you never went to a movie after school with all of your friends and you're all talking the entire time because you're all there. Listen, I've gone to, I've gone to movies when I was in high school is a perfect example where I'm laughing so hard with my buddy that I had to leave the theater because <laughs> no. I was being way too. Come on, no. I'm I'm, I'm being honest, right? That's not but, even real. But today, I am very. I'm probably the best person to sit next to on a plane, or the best person to sit next to in a movie theater. I'm just kind of keeping to myself. Yeah, put it that I, way. I, I I figured as much. That tracks. Okay, but that's that's not how I am. I'm also not looking to like again. It's not a matter of I'm trying to be the, to the coolest guy in the movie theater. That's later. not what it's about. But like. If my natural effervescent self comes out as part of what I'm enjoying as a movie experience, so be it. We all paid the same money to be there. You know what I mean? What are we talking about? Okay. Um, I, I kind of mentioned this, and Trav and I have hit on this, and every once in a while you'll get kind of an angle on the Dodgers that are worth conversation. Earlier the week mm-hmm. we are talking about Justin Turner, some of his comments that he made on his way out. It yeah. really felt like he wanted to stay with the Dodgers. Dodgers decided they're going to go with J.D. Martinez. Um, ESPN put out a power rankings about a week ago, maybe a little bit further than that. And it, it was ranking all the teams. Astros were number one. I want to say they put Braves at number two, Yankees, Mets, whatever it was. Dodgers were number six in those power rankings. Five, four, three, two, one is Jays, Strohs, Braves, Cardinals, Padres. So this is a different one. This is the MLB lineups. So this one's a rankings just on lineups. Yeah, that's what I'm okay. saying. This, we're looking at the same list. Okay, yeah. so... The the Dodgers are uh, number six. six. You said six, right? Yeah. Dodgers at number six. And listen, let, let's not pretend here. They still got Mookie and Freddie Freeman and Will Smith and Max Muncie and Gavin Lux, uh, uh Chris Taylor. They still got a squad. But you're, the Dodgers have come back to earth. Yeah. Right? They've kind of been in their own world here. And, and I know the Giants got one of those NL West championships, and it was by one game, and it came down to the final game of the regular season. But for the most part, you just walk into every season and you look at the Dodgers and you say, okay, cool, who's coming in second, right? And, and this year, 
it actually makes this more fascinating. I, and, and I think for Dodger fans, I don't even know how upset they are about being in the situation that they are this season because it's not like they've cashed in two, three, four World Series. Right. They're, not, run. There's not, they're not staring at all sorts of commissioner's trophies. There's 111 regular season wins, which I'm not, I, I don't want to take anything away from it, but does it really mean that much if you didn't cash in a World Series? The 111 actually just looks like it's an amazing regular season, but that's why I find this year so fascinating. They don't have that. They got all these great players, but they were not the team that you walked away from the offseason saying, hey, everything's running through the Dodgers. There are some other teams now that can look at the Dodgers and say, hey, we could go toe-to-toe with them. Those other teams are right here in California, right here in Southern California as well. And here's here's the odd thing about this, Lee, is that I actually think part of what you're saying is correct in that they might not be a given to win the NL West, but they're, they're certainly competing in the NL West. But after that, Anybody's guess. I mean, it's clear that what the competitive level of their division is affects them in the playoffs. Look at how that team went into the playoffs last year and got absolutely popped mm. by a Padres team that looked like they wanted it more. I, I don't really know how else to describe that. I'm not questioning the specific you know, work rates of any guy, but you can tell watching those games when teams are into it and there's a little bit level, there's a level of urgency that's a little different. And I don't know that that's a solvable problem in a certain sense. You do want your regular season to be as good as possible. You want to figure out depth. You want to figure out what you've got from a talent standpoint. But if you're not competitive throughout a quarter of your year, then that just on a calendar standpoint makes Mm. it difficult to go into things. So the reason I say all that is to say they might not be top five in these lineup lists. And that's, that's perhaps true, but that's because there's a lot of other good teams now. Baseball has found a way that some of these squads are really kind of going for it. Um, you know, the Padres are one in terms of the last three or four years. The Giants are obviously another. But I'm looking at this list, and my point here is that the Dodgers could be lower on this list. They're they're at number six right now, okay? And below them, the Mariners, who are relatively new to this. They've just made the playoffs for the first time in 20 years last year. Yep. But the Mets are below them yep. as well, as are the Phillies. The Phillies the thing Phil- I don't understand. I, I'm like, how are the Phillies the ninth best lineup in baseball? I don't get that at all. The whole reason why they turned on last year is because their lineup went nuts in the last month of the season, and they're one of the best teams out there from a bat standpoint. And then you're now going to have leading off Trey Turner. Right, and like the Yankees are number 10. So this list is one thing, Slee. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? In terms of like what you think about how the Dodgers rank up to everybody in the league, but I caution Dodgers fans, especially the kind of people typically who watch only their team and not watch the league writ large, the Dodgers are a good team. The Dodgers are not expected, at least in my opinion, to be necessarily World Series champions. They've never won a World Series when they won 100 games in the history of the franchise. Hmm. So there's something to be understood about that. And I also think, as a result... I'm not saying that anybody's welcome is wearing thin here, but it'll be interesting to see what these next few years are as far as what Doc is doing and what even he wants to do. You know, if this team keeps getting to a point where you feel like you're not getting the same returns, you wonder what the interest level is from everybody involved at a certain point because you don't want to see an apathetic franchise. That's not even close to where you want to be. So that that to me is, I think, what makes this fascinating. Whether you win 95 games and get into the playoffs or 111 you're in. And if there's one thing that baseball has shown year in, year out, yeah, sometimes you're going to have, when the Red Sox played the Dodgers in the World Series, Boston was the best team in baseball. Um, the Astros were the, you can argue it, right? Astros did their part this year to make it to the World Certainly. Series. Dodgers didn't. They win the World Series. But you can have your Washington Nationals your win a World yeah. Series. Atlanta Braves win a World Series. You can have teams like that. So that's why I, I don't think if you're a Dodger fan, 
you should feel all that bad of the situation that you're in. No. I could tell you this, as somebody who grew up in San Diego, I don't remember a time um, from a sports perspective that you're as excited about the Padres than you've ever have in the history of the franchise. And part of that is because, wait a minute, the Dodgers didn't go grab this guy and that guy. Now, I know they already got him, but they lost Trey Turner and they didn't replace him. Now, so I, I think there is a there's got to be a feeling in the NL, right? Just in the National League as a whole. The Braves, the Phillies, the Mets, the Padres, mm-hmm. the Cardinals. I think there's five, six teams saying... We all got a shot, right? And Dodgers are just one of those teams rather than the team on top. Totally agree. And it's this is not a situation. I think a lot of people get a little too caught up in their own ideas of what it's supposed to mean to be a fan of a certain team. And there's this idea that, well, because of my expectations, if they're not met, then something's wrong. No. They're ju- Do you play the games for a reason? Mm-hmm. We are not running a simulation here, and everybody's trying to win. Some teams happen to get better at it, while others are not as good. I don't think that expectations should be World Series or bust for this Dodgers team. I really don't. You don't think so? No. I mean, I think they're good enough to win the World Series, but mm-hmm. at what point is the bust? Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is World Series or bust is not a smart mindset for this team. You might win the World Series. If not, you've got to find a reload and way to get better, and that's a separate question than is this season a failure or not. Like you, That doesn't do you know, make sense. Do you point. know what you could do? You can create such a you could create such a powerful brand where you give yourself, and this isn't, you know, you almost look at it as when you look at the Dodgers, you say, you know, these last 10 years, you're telling me they only have one World Series in yes. a 60-game set, <laughs> and that's all they have to cash in for it. They've built such a brand and the expectations that it is, this kind of fell on the shoulders of having such a good ownership group. You guys have been so good at what you did. People only look at the Dodgers. Did you get one or did you not? And I I could tell you. Those people are are Dodgers fans. They're not even baseball fans. And mostly they're LA fans. You know what I'm saying? But but think about it. Would you disagree that in a 10-year span, the way the Dodgers have played baseball, would you say it's been disappointing that they only have been able to cash in one in a 60-game set? I, think I would say it's surprising, say yes. but it's not disappointing. I mean, how many teams are doing this so consistently anyway? Which one do you want? Do you want a team you're willing to go see every year, or do you want a team that might get two rings and have garbage seasons the next eight out of 15? You know what I'm saying? Like It, it, it all just depends. And that's where the manager comes the in. Rings. I think that well, that's where the manager comes in. You know what I mean? Is that like at a certain point, if you're going to say it's only about the rings, well, then you better change something a little bit more than just whether or not I don't know. You pick up a pitcher who nobody likes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a little bigger than that. If you're actually going to be on that level of cutthroatness with your franchise. Okay, so a couple things here. Um, we will do this when we come back. Charles Barkley had some interesting quotes on load management. Mm. And I think here in LA we could see what the Clippers are doing, and I could I could reference a couple things, um, you know, doing the pregame show every night with Michael Thompson, someone who played in an era where you didn't take days off. I want to get your thoughts on if this is ever going to be a real issue for the NBA, because some people think that over time, I would say it already is. This is going to be a big issue. I actually think the other way. I don't think it's a real issue. We'll get into it coming up next. Stay right here, Travis and Sleeva Show, seven ten ESPN. Mm-hmm.